no. I'm just. No, I stop you know, scaring just, me. No. I capture some things. I'm not ready. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Deep breath. It's fine. Welcome to the Forecast, episode 74. The Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced every Thursday. We're a group of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things, from board games to video games, TV shows to movies to just things that we sort of encounter. Um, if you want to check out some other th- stuff we've done, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash community, or you can check out our website at wearethorizon.com. Additionally, everything we talk about, we put into our cast notes that so gets pushed out to whatever podcasting app you're using. So let's get started with uh, what have you been playing lately. Uh, it's been been two weeks since we podly casted last time that's weird it's like the same podly duration casted. of time yeah <laughs> weird alex what have you been playing lately uh dota 2 back at it it's the same it's the same as all the other times <laughs> mm. good good it has not changed same game i mean you know it it gets patched but mostly the same um heroes of hammer watch started playing that a little bit again because i made brendan buy it that's still a really good game that came out this year are you like plugging that for the game of the year right there? No, no, no. <laughs> Just uh, be aware. I think I'm gonna like game of the year stuff. I'm gonna have like a lot of like honorable mention stuff that doesn't. Ne- it's not necessarily good enough yeah. to. Yeah, I vaguely remember mm. last year we had about an hour's worth of honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> so like maybe pick just a few instead of every other game that came out this year, huh? There's a lot of like good games that aren't necessarily like top. Five sure, games of the year. What's the point of doing game of the year if we're just going to talk about all of them? <laughs> <laughs> so all my honorable mentions include everything that I bought this year. Yeah, um, not necessarily let's just start everything. With a. It's just stuff that deserves it. Uh huh. I think here's Aaron Watch deserves to be recognized. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's quite a little package. Uh huh. Co-op dungeon crawler roguelike. We've discussed it on the podcast before. It's pretty great. Who have you playing with? Um, Brendan. Brendan. He oh, said that. that yeah, dude. God. T- listen to the podcast. Are you here? Hello? I was looking up a game. So I was the, distracted. I was playing the Warlock before. I went back and, and pulled that hero back out of, again, and it seems like they changed some stuff. So, like, maybe y'all's classes have changed some, too. But, like, my primary attack's not garbage anymore. <laughs> well, so, sure was. For instance, That's nice. That nice um, short-range dagger. Yeah, it seems like they're still adjusting and tweaking things, which seems pretty awesome. And they added a whole chapter at some point that I haven't oh. we haven't beat all well, the I mean, other ones yet. Yeah, but I was gonna no, say we've we not even made it past I think chapter three, mm-hmm. something like that, three mm. or four. Uh, played a little bit of Bomb Tag over the weekend, which is a free to play game on Steam. That's definitely not Bomberman. <laughs> Bomberman, not Bomberman. Yeah, it's a Bomberman inspired game, aka mm. it's literally just Bomberman. But uh, I played that with Abe and found out that Abe's a monster at Bomberman. He mm. won like almost every round. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't understand that, man. He's like, what, you never played Bomberman growing up? Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. It's like the greatest game ever. He like named his character some character from the Bomberman universe that I'd never heard of. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, it's a character from Bomberman. What are you talking about? You don't know what this <laughs> is. I was like, okay, calm down, Abe. <laughs> And they just wrecked everybody's face. And also, I played Gris, which it seemed like everybody was going crazy about for a while there. 
Um, and is it good? It's very good. Um, oh, is that 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 artsy game by Devolver? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is it so, any game by Devolver? <laughs> <laughs> it is a very pretty um, platformer with like light puzzles throughout. When you say uh, light puzzles, do you mean puzzles about light? No, like, <laughs> or like simple puzzles. Simple puzzles, like okay. nothing's ever really difficult. Like I just kind of went through the game, but I enjoyed myself the entire time, and uh, it reminded me kind of playing um, Journey, where you yes. just kind of like go through the experience. It seems like a lot like Journey, except without the really cool multiplayer part. Yeah. Mm. Cool. And but... it's really beautiful, and the music's awesome. And, and there's really like pretty. some semblance of story told just through like imagery that's pretty pretty good about like uh like overcoming your despair and fear and stuff like that and like breaking out of your shell it seems oh, at least that's what I got out of it mm-hmm. it's all watercolor yeah cool. really? all like really detailed hand animated stuff like just walking across the screen is like a work of art pretty awesome it's only about three hours long i played it all in one sitting oh that is very short yes. yeah that's almost so short you could play the whole thing and then refund it on steam <laughs> <laughs> but okay cool almost. Uh, they, they tricked the system they made it just over two hours so you don't have to <laughs> can't return it dang it uh well i have been playing some god of four Jake, I'm just gonna say I'm I'm really sad that you don't like this game. <laughs> I'm really sad, dude. I wanted to like that game too. Listen, Maybe I understand. Better. Some people <laughs> like Fallout 76. Some people don't like God of War. Wow. It's, <laughs> it's oh, it's so good. Okay, what parts are good? The the story. I feel like there is a lot of uh, I don't know what the other God of Wars are like. So that's that's my experience coming into this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the characters have a lot of depth in terms of like what they're all dealing with, and that's sure. what I think I liked about in the story is watching that sort of evolve, especially the kid, um, and just seeing him going from what he was to being all freaking ridiculous about being a god, and then fast forwarding into turning back into what he was, and it, like it's just a lot of story development I think that mm. I really liked about it. Plus, freaking fighting in that game is pretty satisfying. Especially, mm. sorry, yes, Brendan. I mean the boy. Boy, um, boy. Again, my experience with God of War is sure. that's it. So, yeah. I have heard over and over. I get at least it's Alex references a scene where you just punch somebody in the face over and over until you physically <laughs> stop punching them. Am I? Oh, I don't remember which game that is. Oh, you're talking about two. I think you like punch dudes in the f- dude in the face and like the game will just let you keep on punching him forever until you stop. Uh, you might be there's a part in two where you slam a guy's head in a door for like it feels like a minute. It's like yeah. an hour. <laughs> so it's very brutal. It's good brutal game. stuff. Also, this one doesn't have like the traditional sex mini game. Like they, there's a moved sex from that. mini game in, in God every Wars? single one. Oh, really? God. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, the other games must have been so different. Yeah, you have no idea. Yeah, the tone and it, like everything's di- like they they brought Kratos into like old man dad Kratos age instead of being like young and angry. He's he's like old and angry, but he's like a little subdued now, you know. Right. 
At no point does he rip any. Well, okay, he might rip someone's head off later. I did not <laughs> see him rip anyone's head off. Are you going to finish this game, Jake? Probably not. Okay. Owen, have you played this? I don't know if you've. Does he Owen even have a PlayStation? I don't even know if he does. No. I don't think so. Okay. He's a PC boy. It's too bad I there's do no not one have here a to clarify. Hey! Okay. I have, here's what I have. This is probably one of the coolest things that I thought about the game. When you get to the. Since I'm going to spoiler this for you two who have not played Go it. Go for it. Uh, when you get to the end, you get to the realm of giants and you're like looking at all the things that have been basically predetermined that they already knew that was going to happen throughout the game. And then as you're walking back with the credits, first of all, let's do credits like that all the time where it's just on the top of the screen while you're still playing the game. That's great. Uh, but as you're walking back, they reference that all of the, at least I think they reference that all of the yellow markings on the ground were just mappings of where you were going to go. And it was uh kratos's wife leading them the entire time does that make sense to anyone yeah no okay yeah i just yeah. thought that was and neat. there's some there's some good reveals at the end and yeah that there's probably going to be a longer discussion in the game of the year podcast yeah they're probably but i'll fine, reserve fine. my other thoughts you reserve for you reserve uh i've additionally been playing some celeste that game's really fun really yeah difficult. I have died also, yeah. a lot. Have you started doing any of the B-sides yet? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> you poor, poor so, man. A, I just suck at all games like that. I mean... You could have just said all games, but yeah. Just, I suck at all games, but especially those games. I am terrible at. I have this also this other problem where if I see a strawberry, like I can't move mm. on until I get it, yeah. no matter what. I don't... I. Don't think I could have beaten the game if I kept that attitude. <laughs> yeah, it's bad because there are some rooms where I'm like, this is pretty much impossible, but I'm just going to be stuck in here. I have to set the switch down for a little bit. Oh, you know the gold strawberries? The ones where you can't take, you can't die while you're grabbing them? There's a freaking gold strawberry for every B side? Oof. Impossible. No, no way. <laughs> not touching that. Wait, I have not even seen a gold strawberry. I actually haven't either. Oh. Well, there's gold and strawberries, and what's what's the other thing? You have to the, get through the, the entire really region one. without taking without dying a single time. What? Yeah. No, that's you're like just you, stupid. you have to do like the whole hotel without dying. How? I hate the hotel. <laughs> so do I. It's like the oh worst my god, part. it is. <laughs> it uh, legit actually, is. I don't know the wind map, whatever that map is, when you're just getting blown across the screen different directions. Wow, cool. That one. Very frustrating to me. Anyway, it's a really good game. I've also been playing some dotes with Alex. I feel like we just got to the point where Alex was like, whoa, are we back into dotes again? Like, <laughs> for real, for real? So yeah, that's fun. Uh, and we've been attempting to play Battlefield by uninstalling and reinstalling Alex's graphic drivers, which has oh. been Ooh, an adventure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And every wow. time he installs the new ones, uh, none of his screens come up. It's just black screen. So that's yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been great. Uh, Caleb, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Book of Demons, which came out not too long ago. It was on good sale. It's a, I guess, action RPG. The gameplay is really weird. You follow like predetermined hallway paths through a dungeon. And to fight people, you just click and hold on them, and you fight them. Sounds engaging. You, yeah, engaging. <laughs> the gameplay itself, not great, but the game's kind of cool. Oh, I've gotten into it a little bit. That's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I played some Gris, which cool. Alex talked about. And then I played some Toho Luna Nights, which is a Metroidvania-style Toho game. Oh, how, is that how you say it? I don't know. What's say Toho? It. I don't know. 
That does Why'd you just like describe it as a Toho game? I don't understand. <laughs> because there's a bunch of Toho games. Fuck is Toho? The original ones, I think, were shmups. But then there's a bunch shmups. of, like, branching... Shmups. Yeah, shmups. Oh, there's okay. a bunch of Got branching um, <clears throat> different types of them. So this one's a Metroidvania. And all of your moves... So first of all, your attack, you throw out five knives in a straight line, which that's fun. And then all of your additional moves that you get are different types of knives. So your double jump, you shoot knives down into the floor... And you slide and knife people. It's a lot of fun. It seems like it's going to be pretty good. It's in early access right now, I guess. Oh, do you play as a maid girl? Yes. This uh, this is important information for me, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I mention you play as a maid girl? You didn't. <laughs> I'm sold. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Apparently, there's only like two hours of gameplay. Oh. Okay, early access. Yeah, right, return. Exactly. Done. Uh, Jake, what have you been playing? Uh, so I've mostly been playing on the Switch because I've been kind of on the go. Uh, so I played some Smash. Uh, it looks like Owen's going to talk about that in a second, so I'll kind of save that for him. Uh, I also got Let's Go Eevee. Uh, that game is adorable and a blast of nostalgia. But the mechanics, I feel like, leave a little something to be desired. Um, being able to just catch Pokemon, Pokemon Go style, like you actually see them walking around, you like walk up to them so you can kind of choose what you catch. Whereas traditionally, Pokemon's just been like, tall grass random encounters it's kind of cool i don't know how i feel about it. i feel like it kind of devalues battling like a lot and you also level up by catching stuff so like it's kind of catching stuff is all you got now mm -hmm. i don't I'm, I'm not really sure how i feel about it. i need to play it a little bit more to really decide but i don't know it's pretty good it's pretty all right uh and then i also picked up my hero one justice haven't played a lot of it but i already see why it doesn't have great reviews <laughs> it's pretty Damn. simplistic uh, it's just like a full 3D kind of 1v1 fighter, I guess. Uh, almost like Dragon Ball Xenoverse is probably the mechanics I would compare it to. Uh, you play as like a, a character from My Hero Academia, and you get to use like their quirk. They have like two moves. They use their quirk, and it's yeah, it's solid. It's all right. Uh, it's pretty much what I wanted to do, which was just play as like Toga and you know Froppy. So that's cool. Can you break your fingers? You can, but I don't think they actually break. Like, you just do the smash move where he sends the big shockwave. But I think you can just spam it. Because I want to break him a second time. <laughs> That's like That's his what super I really ultimate. Want. Yeah. The weirdest thing... Okay, so I guess slight My Hero Academia spoilers. There's a character who can, like, disguise herself as other characters. And you can play as her. And you can disguise yourself as your opponent. But I really don't know how it helps you. Because you can't <laughs> use their quirk. What? Because she can't use their quirk when she disguises them, so like that makes sense. You you trick so them into not what knowing who to fight. Yeah, I don't know how what helpful your moves this is. is. Useless. Like then you just look like them. Then everyone's confused because it's two of the same character, <laughs> and then you're still just like punching and kicking them. Like I don't without I a quirk. really like other than disguising yourself. But like it's a fighter. It's one on one. <laughs> like they still know it's you. Not maybe, if you disguise yourself. Maybe Wait, can I'm you missing pick, something. Can you pick the same character? I, I also don't know. With a oh, yeah, what if both they you pick her you and then start. they disguise themselves as each other, which is the same person? <laughs> oh my god, that would be so good. <laughs> it seems like a wasted move, maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. I, I really don't know. Th you know how many characters are in something. that show that have yeah. cool abilities they could have put in the game? Wait, yeah. is this the same show that had a movie that had a character that like turned herself into a cow? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. All right. 
And the dude whose hands were knives. Called, like, <laughs> Blade Kill. Yeah, Blade <laughs> Kill. Sword Super Sword. itch! God bless that character. Oh, oh. Good movie. Good times, uh, good times. Owen, what have you been playing, buddy? <clears throat> I've, been, I've been playing some, some Smash. It's a... It's a fun game. It's it's exactly what you want out a Smash title. You pick your characters. You beat the crap out of other Nintendo or Namco or Sony or you you just punch people. It's fun. Now, are you doing the thing where you like it? One stock games, jump off the edge, get a new character. Uh, no, I've just been doing kind of the three stock battles with some friends, and I've also uh, been playing the campaign mode. I guess you would call it. It's called Spirits. And I feel like they did a very good job of doing this. It's think. called Spirits? It's called Spirits. <laughs> well, like Spirit Mode or something like that. It's basically... It's called World of Light, thank you. Oh, okay. Get well, it's very different from Spirits. I'm going to be with Alex on that one. <laughs> it's, you know, you, you go around, you've got, uh, you've got, you fight Spirits and you get them. And they're basically just things that you tack onto your character to give you like a little bit of a buff. So there's ones that are like, hey, your sword hits a little bit harder, or oh, hey, you start with this item in your hand, um, which I kind of like it. I kind of like it. There was a post that I read that was talking about how with all of the different spirits and things that are in the game and all of the different combinations that you can get that really it's um, the the creator of smash lending the the creative controls to the community and being like hey you can play as whoever you really want it to be even if we didn't actually put them into this game and i thought that was a kind of a, a neat way of looking at it does it take super long time to unlock the characters in that game i don't fucking know i've been playing the world of light which doesn't unlock anybody at That's all? not even close to true. Is Holy it? Shit. I don't know, man. <laughs> what I, are you talking I about? I have not played multiplayer on it, uh, on at least on my copy. I've played it on other people's copies who they've already like unlocked everybody under the goddamn sun. And then mm. I'm just sitting here. I was like, I think I unlocked two people. I'm playing the World of Light thing. I don't know what's going on. Clearly. So you do unlock characters <laughs> through World of Light. To make that clear, uh, through World of Light, you kind of... So there are characters you can, like, fight to add to, like, your roster to use in the story mode, and it mm -hmm. does also unlock them in the regular game. Mm. Uh, but you can also just get characters unlocked by leaving World of Light, and then a challenger will approach, usually. Doesn't take very long. Uh, I've unlocked all of them by doing that. Just play a little bit, leave, unlock a new character, go back in, play, leave, unlock a new character. Uh, my favorite thing about, um, about the single-player mode is they kind of do like themes. So my favorite part so far, I haven't finished it yet, has been there's like a street fighter area where what they do is they reduce your jump, give everyone health instead of just having to smash them off the side and then have super flat arenas with like no ledges. So you're basically playing street fighter in smash. And it's really, really cool. That's it was some neat. of the most fun I had in the game. And it just kind of shows how clever they're being with like, all the different modes you can have. That seems, seems really good. Yeah. I have a lot of smash I, in there. I feel like I've actually gone through that Street Fighter area and didn't really notice the theme thing until you pointed it out. I was just smashing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just like, next. Smash this one. All right, next. 
And then I get to like the one that I spend four hours trying to beat and can't figure out. Silence. Yeah, that that that's just me. No one else has has ran into a fight that they've just like had to burn through for hours. That's just it's called getting good, kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, if you want a piece of advice, Pikachu's still cheap as shit. I had a fight where I had to fight like four Kirby's equipped with star rods. Eventually, I just switched to Pikachu down B win. <laughs> that's on hard too. Like that wasn't. That's not even me cheesing it on easy. Like the AI is smart, but it's not that smart. I've been playing AI. Simon, and his side smash is such a long range that the yeah. AI just doesn't know that that's still in range, and they just walk <laughs> into it mm. every yeah, time. I've, I've been having. I, I was talking with a coworker about this uh, earlier today. And I mentioned the fact that I was like stuck on one of the battles and I was having some difficulties with it. And the second that I mentioned that, he's like, you stuck on the one that's nine volt and 18 volt. And I was like, yep, that's exactly the one that I can't finish. And I like looked up online how to do it. And everyone is just like, this is almost nearly impossible. You have to just turn it on to the, the easiest setting possible and basically just do all of these other things that make it just the easiest fight because there's no other way that you can actually like legitimately do it on normal or hard. Down B. I'm telling you, dude, Pikachu is so cheap. <laughs> I guess have the other cool thing yet? is... Even if you do hit a point where like like that, where you just reach a fight you can't do, there's almost always another way to go. Mm -hmm. Like it's very rare that the way you have to go is a borderline impossible fight. There's usually like really hard fights that just require you to do three easier fights to get around them, which is a pretty decent design. Yeah, I like the design of being able to go around things like I don't actually need to fight this thing anymore. It's just like a, I wanted to clear the area and it was the last thing that was left. Sure. And eventually I just gave up after spending four hours at it. And I was like, all right, screw it. I've already unlocked the other way around. I'm just going to go. Just set it down for a minute and walk away. Yeah. I it just, sounds uh, like my Celeste experience. <laughs> you um, haven't gotten over a thousand deaths. It's fine. Dude, I'm well over a thousand deaths. <laughs> okay. Before we move on, I just looked up what um, Toga's quirk does. You can use your enemies. Um, allies like their supports ah that's you have, like assist characters here's the problem you also get assist characters so just sure. instead of using yours you use theirs yeah i mean I is it, it's cool it's do not the cooldowns helpful, not cool. interact maybe like you get maybe. double cooldowns for assists or maybe you steal their cooldowns that could be cool i don't know it's it's something <laughs> she's still probably really bad but i'm gonna play her a lot probably uh, before we jumped in, jump into board games and stuff, I wanted to ask, since we just had Christmas and uh, holiday season, did anybody have any uniquely interesting experiences? Any experiences? Yeah. Any good experience? Oh. Interesting things. Like, okay, let me give you an example. I have. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, I have a man, uniquely over-the-top brother-in-law, uh, who is in middle school and loves to just make every situation you can possibly imagine awkward and just weird. Uh, we're playing Unstable Unicorns. There's like six of us. Uh, everybody's just kind of sitting around the table, and this dude's like holding onto this card like he's about to just win the game or something. I don't know. Anyway, so it gets around his turn, and he stands up, and he like gets on his shoulders already, and he's like, who's got a thick deck? And we were like, bro, no one... <laughs> First of all, no one talks like that during card games. Uh, and then he showed us his card, and it was like specifically a card that you could only play 
on his own because the other person who was about to win was had pandemonium. So he mm. couldn't even use it anyway. So, you know, of course he has to make it uniquely Carson. Mm. Classic Carson. Classic yeah, deck. Huh? Yeah, I got it's you. Thick deck. I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't know. No one else had any enjoyable okay. moments over I, Christmas? I, I had some interesting moments. Gosh, but you let's, guys. let's have Jayco first. Yeah, here. I guess on New Year's, uh, we already talked about Halop- We talked about Jalapagos on podcast. Yes. We actually, we won. And by oh, one, yeah. I mean, got everyone off the island. No you got everybody way. off the island? Yeah. How many players? We, seven. seven. Oh, that's wow. a good number. All we had to do was wow. start with all the helpful items <laughs> and have the hurricane be the last possible card in the deck. <laughs> But we and basically it. start with the zeros. Yeah. It, I mean, but it happened. So that it was did. really neat. It was crazy. Uh, I'm also happy to report that that is a game that doesn't just work for our shitty group of friends. <laughs> it is also, it's universal, it seems. Because nice. my other shitty group of friends became bloodthirsty animals almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Listen, we played that game with my family, and I'm pretty sure my mom was about to have a heart attack because we were talking about which one of them we were going to leave on the island. And she was like, <laughs> no! Sacrifice me! No! <laughs> Wow! Like she could she not wanted handle to take it. the fall. Yeah, yes. we were like, "Well, we're gonna have to shoot somebody." And she's like, "All right, can I can I vote for myself?" Like, <laughs> You're like, "Wow, yeah. what a hero!" Yeah. Um, I had an interesting experience. I woke up Christmas morning, and uh, I was getting ready to go to Allison's family's Christmas shenanigans. Uh, however, Allison was very sick and couldn't get out of bed, so. I went to this random house for Christmas. Why? Why'd you still go? <laughs> what? Hello? <laughs> Just don't go. I second that. Okay, so reasons for going. A, free food. And I didn't feel like cooking. Not B, worth. Not they had reason. my Christmas presents and I oh wanted them. Oh my gosh. How many, I mean, how many Christmas Not presents are we talking reasons. about? Because really, there's like a point at which it's like, okay. But there's also a point where it's like, it was really worth it. It, it was. It's it was. A, a, it was a DM mat, so I can. Do, I can do some D and D. There's also a point where you look at your sick girlfriend and say, "Look, you're on your own, kid. I'm gonna go get presents and food. Sorry, at the, your the food Christmas. was to bring back for her. To be mm-hmm. fair, did it make sure. it back? Did you eat yeah. it on the way? Like, no, no, I brought it back. Okay, you had some. Not worth. Um, I learned something kind of cool. So, like, in searching for my mom's present for Christmas, um, I found this filter for wine, and she can't drink red wine because it, like, she it doesn't react well with her, and she gets really bad headaches and stuff like that. Even if she just has like a little bit of it, but white wine's always been fine. And I figured out that a lot of people, it's caused by the sulfites in the wine, and there's filters that they make that'll filter out the sulfites. And so I got her one of these filters, and we tried a bottle of red wine. She had a glass and was completely fine. So it's kind of cool that those exist. It's weird. It's a very specific thing to, like, filter out. And I mean, I guess if it's common, you know, like, people drink red wine and commonly get headaches, but that's crazy. We thought it was related to, like, tannins or something, because that's, like, the big difference between white and red, usually. Mm-hmm. Right. But no, it's, it turns out it's the sulfites, and you can totally buy products that'll let you still be able to drink it. Speaking of wine-related things, how did your four bottles of champagne go for your four family members? Very good. Did it? Yeah? Oh, yeah. You feeling great? A lot did of you fun. finish all four? Oh, yeah. We finished all four bottles. Gee, Christmas. I found out my mom didn't even have that much at the end of the night, so I probably drank way more than I thought I did. Yeah. Yeah. 
My brother drank quite a bit. Um, other Christmas I don't think my things. My dad had much either. Did Did anybody get anything interesting for Christmas or buy anything interesting for Christmas? Yeah, I know you got Jalapagos. <laughs> I got a uh, I did a white Christmas and I got a mini leaf blower. It's called it's the world's like smallest it. leaf blower. Why? And it's this tiny thing that like plugs into the computer, like a USB yes. port. Yep. It plugs into a USB port, show. and it's like it's actually like working, kind of like blows air. And I was like, "Hey, this is gonna be really nice to get crumbs and lint and shit all out of my keyboard." That's pretty good. Yeah, I was like, everybody was really confused about it at the uh, the gift swap, and then I was like, "Nah, this is great. Oh. Like, I have so much use for this." Sorry, I just realized I did get something cool. My aunts, uh, I mentioned offhand to them, they've had an N64 for ages. And I mentioned them at Thanksgiving. I was like, hey, don't throw that away. Like, I'll take it if you don't want it anymore. And so I got it for Christmas. So now I have an N64 and I'm about to for it. <laughs> yeah. Which, hell yeah. Nice. That's awesome. That's kind of, I feel like that's kind of a cop-out, too. It is. I, they were just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, we were going to toss this. Like, we didn't think you'd want it. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, now we don't have to buy you a Christmas yeah. present. <laughs> I also got, like, probably, like, 50-year-old board games. Like, I've got an ancient copy of Risk now because they were like, oh, you like old stuff? We have old stuff. <laughs> hey. So, like, that's neat, Everybody if a little needs useless. An copy of Risk. There's something it's to do something. with, like, ants showing up with old things to Christmas parties because my aunt showed up and had, like, a whole bunch of things that she had taken from her house. Old books, Donnie and Marie poster, Donnie and Marie trading cards. Uh, Donnie and Marie had trading cards? I'm yeah. glad my family's not the only All right. Donnie and Marie obsessed family. Uh... I got a um, a stock for the Oculus Touch. That I, I don't had, know what most of that means. Nope. So like VR, and you know how you like hold a gun with two hands with okay. two hundred guns. It's like guns. a gun stock. Yeah. So it's really cool though because it it has magnets that attach to the tops of the touch controllers and magnets underneath the the stock piece, and it just kind of snaps in place. And then if you need to take your hand off of it to do something else in the game, like grab ammo or throw a grenade or whatever, you just kind of slip it off. And then, like, it magnets right back onto the bottom. Oh, so it's not, like, stuck there like most of them, which right. is the biggest problem with those things. Yeah. There's Pretty a ton awesome. of people who 3D print those, and they end up having these little, like... it's almost It almost looks like a PVC pipe that, like, you slip the controller down into, but then you can't right. really remove it, and the grip button's in an awkward spot. So that's nice to see that they have something that's... Yeah, it's, it's like a lot easier mounted, which is cool. And it's just snap on, snap off anytime. And the magnets are nice and strong, so like even when you're not like you have the visor on, so you can't see what you're doing, but it just kind of put it anywhere close to there. It's going whoop right in the place. Whoop! Does it make that noise every time yeah, you put it, it close makes to that the... noise? It's weird. That's so cool. Is it? That's man. They put Sound like little, little whistles on the side of it, whoop. so when it flies through the air, it goes whoop whoop. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's talk about some board game stuff. Uh, I think Caleb and I are the only two who've played Mountains of Madness. Um, oh, Mountains of Madness. Yeah, not I thought mansions. it said mansions, and I was like, no. why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Actually, nope. several times I, I misspoke and said Mansions of Madness mm. while we were at the house. It but is, it's unfortunately similarly named. Yes, okay. unfortunately. Uh, completely different, though. Um, mm -hmm. It is Playable. made by Rob DeVoe, who's the guy who does a lot of the legacy stuff. Um, 
story things as well. He did betrayal. Uh, but this game is um, kind of like you're you're basically four explorers and you're making your way up this mountain collecting specific relics. And based on how many relics you collect is kind of determines of uh, how well you do in the architectural community for mining things from you know places where relics would exist. Um, and so as a group, you kind of like the, uh, this one person is the leader every time and you kind of select where you're going to go up this mountain and you're traversing through coastline to city to, uh, or coastline to the side of the mountain, to the city, and then to what they call the edge of madness, which is the very top. And once you make it to the top, you basically escape on a plane and then you determine how many relics you've collected. But the interesting aspect of this game is like, <clears throat> it has this mechanic where you are, uh, providing specific resources and there's like tools, crates, uh, guns, and the fourth one, books, books, tools, crates, guns, and books. And so everybody's providing resources face down so that no one can see what's going on, but you're trying to contribute to a specific tile, whatever it's asking you to provide. Meanwhile, there's a 30-second timer, and everybody has what they call a, a specific madness, which is just some specific way that they have to play the game. Um... And the madness is only are only incorporated actually during the time frame in which you're like participating and giving tools and equipment and stuff. Um, but they they really affect like the way you can do things. Some examples are like one of them you may have to literally rhyme in everything that you say. Uh, one of them that I had was anytime anybody asked me a question, I just had to hold my finger up and say I have an idea, and then wait five seconds before saying anything else. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's some where people have to like constantly circle the table. You have to be 10 feet away from the table at all times. Your eyes have to be closed. There was one um, great one where somebody says a specific word. You have to shout and then not <laughs> speak again for the rest of the 30 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty great. Real good. And so at, like, it's cool because the mechanic is as you're moving up the mountain, basically, the premise of the game is the air gets thinner and thinner. And so oxygen levels are lowered and your capability of communicating in game is just limited and you're also like kind of going mad by moving up this mountain well as you move up and as you collect relics you're basically selecting the people who you're going to give higher level madnesses to and it makes them more and more difficult as the game progresses to communicate with um it's a really neat mechanic i like that it's super cooperative but at the same time it's like got that weird like party game aspect to it where everybody still has to play some sort of interactive cooperative segment of the game where you're all communicating at the same time uh but it's neat yeah i don't know kill did you i assume you liked it yeah i think it was pretty well designed even the um like the cards you flip over to tell you what your mission is even those are kind of well designed as you move up the mountain because they change so like there's four different categories of items, like tools and crates and something else, guns maybe. And as you move up, the card changes so that some of them will be a, the color they're not supposed to be to try to throw you off and mess with you. And it's kind of kind of neat. Right. So crates would be traditionally red, but they may be gray or blue. Mm. It's neat. Just to see it's... if it can throw you off a little bit. Uh, there are more than enough madness cards for you to have quite oh a gosh, bit of replay so value with that game yeah that's probably the biggest deck in the game so it's neat uh additionally caleb and i got our copies of uh binding of isaac four souls oh i did too Ooh. oh yeah I'm I, didn't the party. You, I didn't know you kickstarted that awesome of course i did are you joking let's just say firstly the little 
figurines. They look so good. They actually do. I kind of really? thought they'd be awful, awesome. but I think they look really, really sick. That makes me sad that I didn't get the next tier up. You guys spent quite a bit more for the, from the gold box to the figurine tier, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, we got the signed boxes. Holy crap! Yeah, buddy. Okay. Come at us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys have played a lot more of that game than I have, so... What did, have you played it yet? I mean, I'm assuming you guys played it when you went skiing. Yeah, we, we played did. it. Well, a couple times. I kind of played it. <laughs> I was trapped for an hour while people near me played it. Oh, yeah, no. Jake didn't have good experiences both mm -mm. times playing it. No, both games were awful. It looks like a lot of fun. I'd love to play it someday. <laughs> uh, so the worst game I played was probably after about, what, would you say like an hour of playing? I had no items, no money, no souls. I had nothing. Yeah. I was further ahead on turn one. Then I was an hour into this fucking game. Yeah. Every wow. time I drew a card, another guy took the card. Yeah, that was, was, was Caleb that guy? kept taking yours. I don't either. No. Ugh. I did give him a curse, but he did. That was rude too. See, do you have the experience where uh, when Caleb buys something off the top of the treasure deck, he gets exactly what would work well for his character? I mean, a little bit. Yeah, it was pretty much every game I played with him. It was like playing was Mystic Vale with game. me, Caleb. It was the one game where I could look at the top card. No, it was getting every good game. Ones. You kept getting good combinations. No. Oh, so there's there... also a lot of the characters seem really unbalanced. The character I had where yes. I didn't get to play was like, oh, you can switch your card with the top of the loot deck. And the loot deck is ass. Like the number yeah. of times I draw a card and be like, well, that's not very good. And then draw a single penny and then go, well, don't want that either. Well, I think the only good option for that one is you can trade a car, a loot card with another person's loot card, which I think is a better deal. I guess. Right. And you can for trade something that's... penny for whatever they've been holding for a while. That's good. That's probably true. But it even so, loot not that's all on the, the table? Balanced well. No, no, it's... Just in hand. Got it. Mm-hmm. So was there somebody you were playing with that was, like, actively BMing you? I don't know. Kind of. I mean, nobody had played the game before. Except for Caleb. But like, could they have chosen not to take your card all the time? Yeah, they could have taken a card could, from taken probably me or the other player. Yeah, the two who were winning. <laughs> but it's but okay. The first time we played, again, yeah. I think I was in like dead last, and she just hit me with a curse where I could only have two cards in my hand. And that yeah. was pretty much all she wrote. That was the end of my gaming experience. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Not great. You just got shredded. I am I so did. sorry. It was very rude. <laughs> It's such a good game, too. I think there are a couple things that are probably... I say this, the things are probably unbalanced, but, you know, that's kind of the way Binding of Isaac tends to go. You play games where it just sucks, and then you play games where you're like Caleb, and you get literally every item in the game, and yeah. you just run around and blow up rooms in half a second. Interestingly, yeah, the board game mirrors that in video game quite well, I think. Yeah. Because you can get some crazy good combinations of items. And sometimes you spawn in, and all you find is, you know, ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good game. Yeah, it's quite good. Um, Escape Tales, The Awakening? Who's playing Escape yeah. Tales? Alex. You again. You again. It's uh. an escape thing. Of course it's me. Anyway, uh, this is the one that I wanted to buy at PAX Unplugged, but then when I went back, uh. they were sold out. Um, so I finally got a copy. And it's really cool. It's so it's kind of like a similar puzzle styles to the other escape room in a box stuff, um, but it's like a lot longer and like really story driven. So you start out reading 
like an intro to the story about this man who had his wife die and his daughter has fallen into this coma and he's like desperate to try to revive her. And so he's going to like try to enact this ritual, which, you know, you, you kind of go through the story of like gathering the items to, to start the ritual and like pulling it off and finding some weird stuff going on inside the portals and it's it's just super cool in how it's done though because every time you discover something or you solve a puzzle it'll be like all right now go to paragraph 178 in the storybook and read that and this entire storybook is just broken into hundreds of little blurbs of story that are all like scattered around so they're not in order so you can't like spoil yourself um it's like a goosebumps choose your own ending there are like like choices that you make at certain points like at one point we had to decide if we wanted to use his daughter's favorite crayon or her teddy bear in the ritual and we had like a little bit of story background on each of those to try to like shape our opinion on what we should use and then there is a branch that we went down essentially because we chose one or the other um and then like the storybook will reference like if you have card 27 which is like the crayon or whatever then go read this section and then you go read that and then that'll tell you you know take card 48 and then you unlock different puzzles so they say that you should be able to play it a few times because you won't see all the puzzles or all the paths the first time through that's um, nice because a yeah. lot of those uh sort of escape the room games are single use play or either yeah Tearing up the box, opening things, or everything's like a after. final solution. Yeah, and there's no no real replayability. Once you, once you know it, you're done. Um, but yeah, it's been really cool so far. We haven't gone through the entire story yet. I'd say we're maybe like halfway through. What's um, playtime on single game? Is it just like, an, like, do you have a timer? Or is it an hour? What is it? it? There is no timer, and doesn't seem like there's penalties for like messing up or anything like that. It's They kind of want you to just like go through the story. And figure out the the puzzles in your own time. So it's less a uh, escape less room, an and escape more just like room, a, and more like a like a puzzle based story experience. Like take that experience, like make it more of a replayable game. It's length. pretty. It's pretty similar to Time Stories, actually, except for you don't that's, you don't okay. You're not like going through it multiple times to try to figure out. That's what it sounded guess, like to me, because that's kind of the yeah. experience you get in Time Stories. You get onto a interaction tile and it's like if you have this proceed here otherwise fight this monster time stories is like more resource management and trying to figure out the correct path this is more like trying to decipher the puzzles right and figure out the correct path hmm. seems neat yeah uh anybody else get any cool board games or play any cool board games recently man you guys Making me sad. I mean, uh, I, we played Secret Hitler, but everyone's played Secret oh, Hitler. Yeah. yeah. We also played Cars Against Humanity, which, like, fuck that game. <laughs> it hasn't Seriously. gotten more fun since college. See, Cars Against Humanity has been replaced by monikers for me because you can just replay that game. Not, it hasn't really got old for me yet. I don't know. Do you guys... Some people in this cash play monikers. I don't know who all does, but... I don't think I've it, ever played monikers. Mm. Well, there you go. That's what you need to do. Just go get a copy of Monikers, and anybody's like, anybody, anytime anybody's like, let's go play Cards Against Humanity, you're just like, no. Let's go play this better game, because it's better and different. 
and not the same freaking thing. Plus, it's yeah, not it's like not, any of those... It's not just a Cards Against Humanity clone, like all the right. 15 of them that you see in the booths that Pax Unplugged. It is like, based off of... Uh, is it called Fishbowl? Like a game where everybody writes, writes something down on a small piece of paper, you put it in a fishbowl, and there's like three rounds with the same... Um, essentially things that are written down. Round one, you can say anything other than what's on the card. Round two, you can only say one word, and you're, you're trying uh, to get your team to guess. And round three, game? you are... Uh, only doing actions and sound effects. So even if it's you like end up taboo. with... Yeah, Taboo is round think. one. T- round two is like... I'm sure there's some game like that. And then round three is kind of like charades. Yeah, I actually like that game a lot. It's cool because even if you get the same card sets, the gameplay is completely different because it's all about sort of the metagame for that specific game, what you've done re- in previous rounds. Because whereas one card you may have referenced in one way in the last time you played it, well, this time you're playing with a completely different people group of people, so that single word reference you're going to use is probably just in reference to something that happened the round prior. The problem is when you play it with the same people. Yeah. Actually, yeah. play with the same people a bunch, then you start to recognize your, like, keywords to describe certain things. I don't think I've played it enough with the same people yet, then, because I haven't really had that experience. I also haven't bought any of the expansion packs, which... There are several of those as well. Yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, there's a bunch of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's move on to talk about a little bit about movies. Um, I know Alex and Caleb and I have all seen Spider-Man. Jake and Owen, did you guys watch I have Spider-Man? Not. No. You guys really it, need to go see this movie. I, it's very I know good. I do, but no one's ever free to go see it, so I'm just here. Owen... Did you, you have a girlfriend? Be. Just drag her. <laughs> I, she's like obligated to do stuff with you. No, well, she she's is not. not. Went, she is her own that's person. That's true. She you did abandon her for her own <laughs> Christmas party. <laughs> so what am I saying? Well, it's it very is, much worth watching. Yeah, it's a very good movie. The story is great. Um, the characters that are introduced throughout the story are actually pretty fantastic. There's it's, some really. Good it's ones. my favorite Spider-Man movie. Let's yeah, put it that way. Yeah, you know what? Even better that's, than the Amazing that's... Spider-Man too. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not hard to do. I mean, they make be better some than nice the rest references of to the other Spider-Man movies too. Oh my yes, gosh, they do. so good. <laughs> they make a reference to the the emo finger yes. finger gun section oh, of the Raimi one. I love that part. It's great, and the dance that follows. Yes, yeah. it's it's. Um, it's Super. I don't even know what to say about it. It's super good. There's All some the character designs. Voice actors in them too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very good. They they made some good decisions on both who they were going to cast for voice acting and just the type of characters they were going to introduce. So it's like one of the most visually stunning movies I've ever seen. Which is weird, but yeah, it was. It was incredible. And the the animation style that they used, um, it was kind of, I feel like it was just like a mismatch throughout the entire sh- movie. They, but, yeah, they use like different styles for different characters and stuff like that. Yeah, it right. Was, it's really neat how they did the that. The primary style is just like comic book panel. Mm-hmm. Complete with like comic book, like blurbs of dialogue appearing occasionally for like emphasis and stuff. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. The Kingpin's character design. <laughs> like one of my favorite things that really? freaky he's just, enormous it's an enormous black square with like a face in the middle 
It's his head is like literally in the middle of the square, which is the best part. His shoulders are like two feet above his head. Quality movie. Uh, what else do you guys watch? I noticed somebody posted here the Dragon Prince. I'm not sure who oh, that yeah. was. I finally got a chance to watch the Dragon Prince. The fuck's the Dragon Prince? I it is a game, uh, not a game, a uh, TV show uh, <laughs> on Netflix that is created by the creators of the Avatar, The Last Airbender, and because uh, just you know, Avatar, there's no the. So, but continue. Sometimes, sometimes you just gotta clarify. Uh, anyway, um, it's really good, and it's also very Avatar-like. I was watching it, and it starts out being like, "Hey, there was all of these nations, and everything was cool." Until the humans attacked. And I was like, this sounds familiar. <laughs> and then the first person that starts talking is the voice actor of Sokka. And I was like, what the fuck? This is just Avatar again. Uh, but in like the best way possible. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I, It's CG. Like entirely mm. CG. Yes. Is that annoying Which, in that way? or You get used to it because it's entirely that way and it's not flopping back and forth. So it starts out iffy, okay. but then it becomes fine, more I or less. I think the only weird thing is that there are some things that are animated quite well, and then all of a sudden it gets randomly choppy because it's CG, and you're just like, why is this all of a sudden bad? Like, it, it yeah. goes from being, like, very smooth to just, like, almost you're losing frames, and I was like, this is weird. That really bothers me, and because yeah. it's yeah. like directly related to like video game frame rate and how mm -hmm. it bothers you if your frames drop when you're playing games same thing happens when you watch cg stuff yep and shows i'd say it's decent i wouldn't put it on par or even close to avatar right now i mean only the first season's out yeah not only a whole lot first, happens but it's pretty good season. is it netflix original yes what yeah. isn't anymore is it I as good as avatar season one I honestly don't remember enough of Avatar season one. Okay, well, it's to say the worst season, not to say that it's bad, <laughs> just that seasons two and three are like incredible. Yeah. It seems like there's probably going to be six seasons, if I had to guess, since there's Oof. six elements instead of four. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a long run. If that's what they're yeah. going I mean, for. It's only nine episodes. Yeah, not that's like true. Crazy long. Better than four episodes. It's element based again. Yes. Kind of. Well, the elements are like moon, stars, sky, okay. and there's water, fire, and something Earth. Else. Oh, more than four. Yeah. Yes. Maybe oh. Earth's probably Earth. Oh. Yeah, there's six. That's something unheard six. of. Uh, and somebody's been on here watching The Fix. Yes, I have also been watching The Fix. It's another Netflix original. This is a... I guess quasi game show uh, hosted by Jimmy Carr, one of my favorite British comedians. And he has a host of different comedians with him. And he basically gives them a question and it's like, all right, how are you guys going to fix this thing? Uh, and they just make jokes about it and talk about whatever the thing is and come up with dumb ideas for 30 minutes of the fix. It reminds me of like a much cleaner version of uh, the panelists if anyone watches any of that stuff from Loading Ready Run. Um, but it's it's pretty good. I like it. It's a good it's a good laugh. Are there, you need a good laugh. 
are there two comedians on there that are always on there? DL Hughley and uh, Catherine something. Ryan. Yes, Catherine Ryan. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, is it more? I mean, is it more just comedy? Or do they like try? Do they actually yeah. talk about things? I, I would say it's more comedy, but occasionally they do have very good like solutions to things that you're just like, oh, okay, that's like weirdly that's a good idea. Like there was, uh, uh, Catherine Ryan came with one that was saying, hey, what if we took the the problem was the like um homelessness and her solution was there's enough houses for everybody in the united states for everybody to have a house so we just take all of the extra homes from the rich and then give them to the poor essentially just robbing a hood and i was like i fucking love this idea it's great (laughs) so i guess my question uh like in what way is it did you talk about like it's a it's a game show are they like so you have like so you have uh two teams kind of uh competing oh, against okay. each other for it and then at the end the audience votes on which solution they like better got it okay now i'm following yeah so it's not a game show as much as like points and things and questions but it is a, a like you know they are competing in a way it sounds more like matter. the yeah the, i was about to say that you know <laughs> it's the more points don't matter show. Like uh, whose line sort of like imp- the improv stuff is the and the comedy is why you go watch it, not like the competition necessarily. Yeah, no, you definitely go to watch it for the 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 comedy and things. But it's 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 a pretty good watch. I'd recommend it. I always would recommend any of the stuff that uh, Jimmy Carr hosts. He also does the Big Fat Quiz Show. That if you guys have ever watched that, uh, please do. It's hilarious. They do one recapping the year every single year and then in like the first couple of weeks of january they release a second episode that's a um i mean it's it's just kind of like a it's just a a random quiz of all questions like it it doesn't just pertain to the year of you know whatever year has just passed so it's it's pretty good though it's it's a very funny thing is it like as good of a quiz as the quiz we took when we were at PAX Unplugged? <laughs> uh, it's a much it's not, better like, quiz, uh, uh, and there's a lot more comedy and things happening. There's a lot of British comedians that do it. Like there was one year that uh, Jack Whitehall and oh god, who is the uh, the guy that's now running uh, one of the late shows? Um, James. Which yeah, one? Gordon James Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, it, they were teamed up together, and this was, like, before James Gordon got his own show and everything, so he was still, like, in movies. He was relatively still unknown, but he was there, and they show up in a bow tie and, like, tuxedo for the yearly uh, episode, and everyone's like, you guys are very well dressed up, and they're like, yeah, we never dress up for anything, and then halfway into it, a pizza guy shows up with pizza and bottles of champagne. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, we ordered food because we knew we'd be here for a couple hours. And just throughout the entire rest of the the episode, you just see him sitting there just like slowly eating pizza, answering the questions. It's a good joke. It's a good. They had Mel B on there once, which was weird. They have they like randomly have some other like celebrities or just kind of comedians. They had like a rapper there last year that was pretty good. So it's just like comedians and other assortment of people, but it's 
it's worth it. I'd say if you're looking for something to watch for a good hour and a half, two hours, something like that. And Caleb, remember that summer when you just watched all of the seasons of Whose Line Is It Anyway? That's a great summer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen somebody binge watch that hard. That's a lot of seasons. So and good. I didn't know how many seasons it was so until Alex it. one day was like, Chad just downloaded all 14 seasons of Whose Line Is It Anyway? I was about to say, let's clarify. Not all seasons. All before Drew Carey left. Oh, that's right. Sorry, sorry. The quality seasons. That's right. Because is it kind of still going? Is it, is it like still, I think are so. Are still doing that? No? They, okay. like, they went away and they brought it back or oh, something. Oh, they rebooted it. Okay. They rebooted it with Aisha Tyler. And I don't know if mm. that's still going or not. Could be. That's, that's a lot of who's line. Yeah. Especially when you're like in the same room as the regular TV and... I'm watching something and then I just hear giggles from like behind the bookshelf. <laughs> giggles, get out of here. Comical. Uh, so one thing we didn't mention at the start of this podcast is that we were going to be doing our Game of the Year podcast in two weeks. We were going to do it this week, but we feel like there's some people that need to play some things. <clears throat> Owen Celeste. Wow. Um, uh, so we're going to be doing that in two weeks. Um, actually, what even is that date? I don't even know. It is the 17th. Don't date our podcast. No. Now they know. <laughs> yeah, now they It's know. over. Um, so I, are we, I assume we're still doing the same format we did last year. Um, tournament style. Tournament style, yeah. Sorry, gauntlet style, as Caleb would say. Yes. mean to say gauntlet. gauntlet style. <laughs> Give me a break. Is everybody okay with that format? I think it worked out well last year. Yeah, I think it was okay. It's a fun format. I mean, we kind of breezed it, through it. It didn't was a we? little long last year. <laughs> I mean, we hiccups. were making good time until we had honorable mentions. Everyone was like, well, in January I played this, and then January 2nd I played this. <laughs> we made good time until we hit PUBG versus Breath of the Wild. Hmm. Mm. Wait, we really had that big of an argument about PUBG versus Breath of the Wild? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you not remember that Chad was here? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Question, is Chad coming back? I don't know if he should be able to vote if the only game he played in 2018 is Fortnite. <laughs> I also don't think Fortnite came out this year, it did came it? Out last year. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, it's been out for a while. Okay, well, we'll plan on doing it gauntlet style and... Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> voting that way. Uh, so just make sure you check it back in in two weeks uh, for a Game of the Year podcast. Um, additionally, when are, we, when are we doing our, our thing? Our thing that we're supposed to be doing for December. Who's ready? Is everybody humble ready? Fumble? I'm, humble fumble. I'm ready. Yeah. Alex? Yeah, I'm good. Caleb? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're so sad. I have to play like one <laughs> more game, but yeah. It's because it's City Skylines well. and I don't want to play it. Uh, I have to play seven. It's the only one I haven't played. Is well, that the worst one? I don't know. No. No, but there are some bad ones. No, shame on. We'll talk about this during the humble monthly fumble rumble. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. 
You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Also, this week's podcast was again brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, designers, and fabricators based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check out their website at www.reclaimindustrial with an e.com. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are the Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>